0: We're not going to let them keep me down. We'll talk about it. Cowboys begin the third week of training camp back in pads. I believe it's their eighth practice. And there's a lot of noise surrounding that practice. We got the unofficial depth chart. We're going to overreact to. Yes, indeed. Permission granted, we're overreacting to the depth chart today. Just for some fun, right? Also, in the roundup, there were some roster moves made. Well, a roster move was made. A potential roster move, which is it's odd interest the Cowboys have, and then we've got guys that have made their debuts or have come back to practice, and guys that are sitting out taking some veteran rest days. So we'll get into all of that on or in the roundup. Also, you can call into the to the line. Look, we're gonna take some calls. We're gonna get through this thing. I promise y'all. Uh, and, and 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 look, I'll, I'll update you in a second here. But uh, what's good, Bomb Squad?
1: Bomb Squad.
0: I look, if you were here yesterday, you understood what happened. It was a banger of a show. Uh, Once again, the, the PC is, is doing what it's doing, but I'm not going to bore y'all with that. It is being uh, attended to. We should have something up and running by next week, actually, if all goes well. If not, that means that it's being actually shipped and, and it could take a few more days or whatnot, but we will have this situated before the season. I apologize. I know I feel about that. I always feel like I need to give you guys an apology when those things happen. Me and Foots were killing it yesterday, and, and then, boom, the, the PC just did its thing. Uh, spoke with another tech person, you know, and essentially what's happening is there's so much going on that I've am i pretty much choked out the PC to push it to its limit. So uh, we'll be getting this this whole thing situated. So stick with me. Be patient. Thank you all for doing that, and uh, I promise you all I will reward you all with better shows, more quality shows. And um, just, just keep being here and, and giving y'all the consistency, all right? With that said, Cowboys Nation, let's jump right into this roundup because, you know, it, it's a depth chart that dropped. A lot of people have a lot of things to say about it. Plus, there's some notes. If we could get to, we'll get to. All right, so let's go ahead and do this thing. Now
2: that we've said hello, let's get down to business. Let's do it, man. It's time. It's time. It's time.
3: time. It is time for, it's time for the morning roundup
0: round them up, boys.
4: Let me talk to you.
0: Let me talk to you. Cowboys nation. Did y'all see this? Cornerback Damon Arnett. If you guys don't remember him, Ohio state product. Been in the league for a number of years, drafted 2019 first round pick up. Uh, apparently. I mean, I don't know how true this is here, but apparently he claims that him and the Cowboys are in contact. He'll be flying to Dallas, potentially talking contract. Okay. Uh, Did not see this one coming. I don't. We'll see, right? This could just be nothing. Well, what happened was apparently, you know, he, he's been doing a lot of legal issues since he came into the league. I mean, hit and run, brandishing a firearm, Assault with a deadly weapon, possession of controlled substance. Last summer, he was pulled over, right? Got a ticket for driving with a suspended license. They said, you know what? We'll let you go. We'll let the driver drive home. All right, here's your warning. Hours later, it gets pulled over again. It gets arrested for possession of controlled substance, paraphernalia, and obviously the, the suspended license, so. I I don't know what's going on with this, but I I saw this get sent to me. I'm like, is this real? So I guess we keep an eye on this. The reason why it's a surprise to me, it's the room is deep. I get the Cowboys love to take these type of risk on, on players that have first round talent, but this ain't it. I don't think, you know, I'd much rather use that roster spot on a different position. Kicker. What are we doing here? What are we doing? We were wasted on a cornerback. We got a nice cornerback room. The Cowboys cut Tristan Viscaino after a horrible week and a horrible, be, you know, start to training camp. Let's just be real right now. Both of these kickers have been bad out there. at camp, both of them. Uh, but Aubrey, I think has a more powerful leg. And we know that guys like, Jones Fossil absolutely or uh, Bones Fossil absolutely loves having a powerful leg for a kicker they're going to give him every opportunity to take this job Saturday he's going to get all the kicks kickoff, all the extra points uh, they'll probably you know purposely cost some crazy play to see if he can make a 50 something yarder because he, you know he hasn't quite done that yet in camp but we'll see if he can do it out there but he has a strong leg he just has to you know get some confidence right And that's something that Jerry talked about. First of all, first of all, Jerry said this here about Brandon Aubrey. We're very comfortable going into the season with him. Okay. I mean, I think he has to kind of gain some confidence, give Cowboys Nation some confidence, because right now I don't think that's the case. But he is young, and that's something that Jerry likes in him. He says, quote, have you heard of the yips? Usually that goes with age. Aubrey's age is actually a positive, not that a veteran player can't be a positive too. Now, y'all know I don't like to listen too much to what Jerry says, but this is hilarious. Look, I, I get it. The older you get, the the, the the weaker your leg gets and all that stuff, but but Jerry, hey, what, the, what does age have to do with it? Either you can kick or you can't, and Kickers is kicking today about 45, so... I don't understand. If if he's a good kicker, he's a good kicker. We're going to find out on Saturday. But in camp, he hasn't been a good kicker. Uh, Mike McCarthy, when they asked him about the situation, he said, we're always open to the possibility of adding a veteran. But I'm excited about our young guy and Brandon Aubrey. So Aubrey, you up, bro. It's all you. You got Saturday. You got the rest of the week, by the way. And you got Saturday to make a statement, essentially. Right? Because we can't get into the season and have what happened in 2021. The Cowboys went 12 and 5, but they easily could have went 14 and 3. Uh Greg Zerline missed so many kicks in a regular season last year. Then what happens? We flip it. Maher was amazing in the regular season. It was fantastic. Then we get to the playoffs, he misses five extra points. Now he made a couple kicks, but he missed five extra points and you have to wonder if there was some uh confidence issues from the staff when they were, you know, Driving like, hey, man, we feel like we got to get this because Brett Maher is not making kicks in the playoffs here. But um, so you just need to find I would love if Aubrey's the guy because I want to go I want to go back to a Dan Bailey situation where the Cowboys can lean on a kicker for at least five years, man. Hell, I'll take three at this point, but having a different kicker every other year is just not great because these guys are so unreliable from a consistency standpoint that if you find one. You know, you hope you get a Justin Tucker or or a Buckner or any of these guys. But apparently they're few and far in between. So what happened out there at camp? Who was in? Who was out? C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard took some rest days. Luke Schoonmaker made his debut. (laughs) He got out there, caught some passes, got his feet going. You can see the heavy feet in him, but he hasn't, again, he hasn't done anything out there with the with the pads or in general, really since OTA. So they'll integrate him in slowly. It'll be interesting though, to see if he'll get any reps, Cowboys nation. Do y'all think he should? Because I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this and here's why I think he's in a weird spot. I think it's going to be a challenge for him to get reps on Saturday. I say reps on Saturdays when I meant, by the way, he's in a weird spot because he's got to get out there, right? He's got to get out there to get acclimated for his sake. You know, just to get himself involved in this offense and gain some confidence moving forward. But also for the team's sake, he's a second-round pick. And eventually, they're going to give him every opportunity to be the starter of the future. I don't think they drafted him to be tight end two. It's going to be up to the other tight ends to push him off. And the other one, the only one, the other one, is Jake Ferguson right now. He's a tight end one. Uh, Machota on Jake Ferguson. Ferguson is a clear number one and the favorite to get the majority of the targets that had gone to Schultz over the past three seasons. So he might be the clear number one now, but you don't take a second round pick tight end for him to be number two. So I think they're going to try to give him every opportunity. It may not be this year. It may not be at the beginning of the year because he's way behind. But when do you get him out there? You only got three games. He's likely only going to practice in full maybe one or two times this week. Is that enough to start playing in the preseason? Probably not. Then you get to the second game, which is likely dress rehearsal. Do you will he be ready by then? And then your third game is, you know, mostly backup, throwaway type of game. So it is going to be interesting to see what they decide to do with Luke Fer- Luke Ferguson, Luke Schoolmaker, moving forward because he's so far behind in regards to being out there on the field and getting integrated with this offense. But he's going to get every opportunity to be the guy. It's just a matter of when will that be. Also, Israel McQuambo came back. In full, Dorrance Armstrong as well came back in full, and Da was out there playing well too. So it's good. It's good news to see that Da's out there. Sam is out there. Izzy is out there. For the most part, knock on wood, things are good on that front in regards to guys being available, guys you know not being out for so long. Now you got obviously the Donovan Wilson situation and whatnot, but uh, Ronald Jones hamstring situation. He's going to be out, but if you say, you know, you get through three weeks of camp, preseason is going to be a different story, and you're just dealing with nicks and bruises, that's going to happen, right? Uh, you want to get out of this camp and out of preseason as healthy as possible. And uh, so far, the Cowboys are doing the best. And that's what that's one of the things that I give a hat tip to to Mike McCarthy and the staff. Guys like Luke Schoolmaker, Donald, Tyron is going to get, you know, uh, Terrence Steele, uh, Tony Pollard. These guys are going to not be thrown in the fire every single day. They're going to bring these guys back slowly, which again I go back to Luke. If that's the case, are we throwing him out there? I don't think I'm throwing Luke out there this weekend. It's it's I would like to see him keep going, put some good practices together, but I'm I'm a little worried if I throw him out there too early or too soon um when the bullets are flying like that. He might push himself too hard at this point. You know that that injury we talked about it yesterday. It, it's not a fun injury to play with, so we, we got to make sure he's good to go for the season. So let's let's go ahead and look at this this uh, unofficial depth chart. We're going to try to this going to try to be a sm- not fast but smooth. We're going to try to smooth our way through this show to be safe. We want to start on the um, offensive side of the ball, Cowboys Nation. Again, unofficial depth chart. But let's overreact to it. Nothing surprising, I think, from the wide receiver standpoint. By the way, if you want to follow the the, the top wide receiver, then there's the other two at the bottom. You got your big three in C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Nothing surprising there. Uh, then you got Jalen Tobert, Kevontae Turpin, and Simi. That that was the six coming into camp. But if we're being honest, the only one that hasn't really secured that spot to me is Simi. So, semi is likely fighting off Jalen Brooks. So, again, unofficial depth chart. They're probably not going to overreact to the first three weeks of camp unofficially until we get to some preseason games. Uh, So, if I had to overreact, I would switch Jalen Brooks and Semi Fayoko, right? That's what I would do uh, if we're going to carry six. You look at the tackles, nothing is different here. Except for, I'll say this, Chumri Dogu. When Chumay was signed, I thought Chumay Doga was going to be a, a guard. You know, he was a he played some guard for the Falcons. Uh, he, he was drafted as a tackle, but he's been getting whooped out there at tackle. But he he's right now your backup tackle. That is interesting. Your backup left tackle, I should say. But in reality, if something were to happen to Tyron, the way it's looking, I think Tyler Smith goes out there at left tackle. But this is just a depth chart I got to put it here. The center position, Brock Hoffman. I know uh, there are some Alec Lindstrom fans in the chat here. Uh, Brock Hoffman is the backup center. Brock Hoffman was getting into it with some of the defensive players. I'd love to see it. But he's right now listed as the backup center. If you look at the the interior, the, the depth guys, and we'll talk about this with the notes. Matt Forniak, Brock Hoffman, Josh Ball, Alec Lindstrom, Awesome Richards. TJ Bass. It is scary season. Scary season, man. I look. I'm just gonna be real. I, I'm the 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 unit I'm going to be watching the most on Saturday is the interior offensive line. The running back is going to be fun. That'll probably be the the unit that has the most competition. But the we need somebody to to just snap. Because if there is an injury, and, and there has been over the last three seasons under McCarthy with this offensive line, I'm I am I'm shooketh. But Zach Martin is listed as a starter, but he's out right now. So so right now you got Fournier and Ball splitting reps, and it ain't been great, you know. So a little worried about that spot. Let's jump to the to the running backs. We're talking about the running backs. Look, y'all, Rico, they love Rico Dowdle. We have to remember, Rico Dowdle, who's listed right now, was RB2. Rico Dowdle beat out Malik Davis last year. He did. And those two guys were, like, kind of neck and neck in a sense um, during the uh, preseason. But Rico Dowdle in 2020, uh, 2021 and 2022, was a guy that they coveted. He he was a guy that made the team, but but because of injuries, he won on IR. So right now, unofficially overreacting, Rico's your second running back. And I personally don't think it's a surprise because he's a guy they're high on. And and rightfully so in a sense of talent. It's never been about, can Rico Doddle play? I, I think he can play. He shows you in preseason, he can play. It's can Rico Doudle stay healthy. Then you got Malik Davis right now, unofficially as your third guy, Ronald Jones- I don't think he'll make the team because of the whole suspension and whatnot, but he was already fighting up a battle. And then you got Deuce Vaughn and Hunter Lipke. But again, unofficially, right? I don't expect Deuce Vaughn to not make this team. Not at all. I think Deuce Vaughn makes this team. Um, and, and look, he might not have a bunch of packages every week, but it wouldn't shock me if, if he was involved behind Tony Pollard. Because unlike the last few years, real quick, let me bring you back. Unlike the last few years, in Dallas, the one-two punch of Tony Pollard and Zeke, there wasn't really room for a third guy, in my opinion. I don't necessarily think they're going to roll with the one-two punch this year. I think it'll be Tony Pollard and then committee. It's a sense, stable, right? There's a stable of backs. One-two punch for the last two or three years, but now we're going to go with feature back with a committee behind it, basically equating to a committee. So there is room for a Deuce Vaughn to get Touches each game. How many? That depends on how they use them. I love how we saw some of yesterday on on uh, at practice, getting him involved in some pin and pulls out in space. He's a satellite back. You want to get Deuce Vaughn to rock right now. You want to give him the ball, dump it off screens. He can run too. Like he can run up the middle, whatnot. But if you can get him out there in space, man, he's gonna make dudes look silly. And they had this one play where uh, I want to say it was it was Michael Gallup, one of the receivers. Uh, came down, got the block. They pulled Tyron Smith out. Now he's following that tank. Imagine a five foot five dude running behind a six foot five guy. You can't see him, right? So I would love to see some more of that action. We saw that last year with Tony Pollard, um, get him involved in some orbit motion type things and out in space. And I'm talking about the game against the New York Giants. It did a lot of that. So I expect Deuce Vaughn to make this team at this moment. I also expect Rico Dow to make this. team. So that. So what do you do? Do you go four backs? I also don't expect Hunter and look overreacting, right? Week, the week three of training camp. We ain't played a preseason game, but I said this yesterday on Vacha's show. The, the way it's looking. I don't think Hunter Lipke makes the team, but possibly the practice squad. So it's very early. But that's, that's where I'm seeing it right now. Uh, tight ends. Right now, Jake and Peyton Hendershot are your, your starting tight ends with Sean McEwen and Luke Schoonmaker as your backups. And again, this is another interesting one because John Stevens is a fun player. We had this conversation yesterday. Um, John Stevens is a guy I think they're going to try to sneak on the uh, practice squad unless he goes absolutely berserk in the preseason because they love Sean McEwen. They love what Sean McEwen can do from a versatility standpoint. Luke Schoolmaker's your second round pick. Jake Ferguson's your tight end one. Peyton Hendershot is an up and down guy, but they like Peyton Hendershot as well. So if I had to guess, I mean, this and look, we're just talking now. You know, I, there's no definitive thing here. I don't think it's a, it's a uh, Sean McEwen versus John Stevens. I think it might be. A, if, if you're talking about battles, right? If you're trying to get John on here, who's he fighting with? I think it might be Peyton Hendershot versus John Stevens. Think about it for a second. Jake is your dual guy. Luke is your second round pick. Eventually, Luke is going to be vying for tight end one at some point likely, but definitely has to be tight end two. He can't be a second round pick and not at least be a tight end two. So Jake and Luke are going to be your top guys. They like what Sean McEwen can do. You know he's versatile. He, he can block. He can go in the backfield, play fullback, and you know he can secure the catch. He's not special or anything. What are the similarities between Peyton and John? They're receiving guys, and not guys that are going to do too much blocking for you. They're receiving guys. I think what Peyton has in his pocket, though, what he has in his pocket, is. Last year he did some 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 cool little things, right? He did a lot of motion things. He carried the ball out the backfield reverses. So he's a, a move around guy. Can six foot six John Stevens be that? Or they say, look, I don't care about that. He he can go up and get the rock. Athletic. He's raw as hell. He's not a tight end in general. He's a wide receiver converted to a tight end. So if if you were trying to push him on this roster, I think it's Peyton Hendershot versus John. But you gotta be careful because You don't want, you don't want to get into a situation where you have an inexperienced guy like John Stevens having to play and he's not knowing what to do out there. So I think if I had to guess right now, August 8th, they're going to try to sneak John Stevens on this roster from a, from a practice squad standpoint is what I mean. But the tight end room is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of young guys, but I feel, I still feel good about it because you got four back there. You got these, you got these wide receivers And they're not going to be asking, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to be asking these tight ends to do what Dalton Schultz was doing, where he was like his second or third guy. These tight ends are going to be your fourth or fifth option. You know what I'm saying? Between Tony Pollard, the the big three at wide receiver, they're going to be your fourth or fifth option. So I know whoever the tight end one is is going to get the Dalton Schultz looks, but I don't think they're going to be a 70 catch. 80 catch type of situation, especially in this uh, West coast offense, where now you're going to have these wide receivers on the move in the intermediate routes. And it's going to be more advantageous for you to get them to rock than to maybe curl up from a tight end. You're going to start seeing these tight ends get down the field more often. I think blocking obviously, right. And being security blankets, but I don't think you're going to see high end numbers from any of these tight ends, like eight, 900 yards. You know, every year. I think they're going to try to get these wide receivers involved and the tight ends is going to be a product, you know, which Schultz was too, but a product of what's around them, which is nothing, nothing is wrong with that. Um, you just want these tight ends to be able to take advantage of the opportunities they get. And I think between Ferguson and Luke Schoolmaker, you've got guys that can do things with the rock. Luke was one of the, I'm sorry, Ferguson was one of the best tight ends with the ball after the catch, making guys miss. And then Luke Schoolmaker has the athletic ability to, Testing-wise, right? He can get up the field. He has some of that speed. He's a big dude. I mean, Luke is is truly a big dude. So you got two guys that you... He didn't do great after the catch, but you got two guys you you hope can make some big splash plays in between your other guys getting the rock, your main guys getting the rock. So that is the overreaction to the offensive side. I'll take a couple calls, and we're going to flip it to the defensive side. I believe this is my guy... Our Redding brother that we haven't heard from in a long time, man.
4: Well, good morning. God bless you and your family and your show. And your brother Vox and his family. Like always, I just wanted to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied with what I'm seeing so far in training camp. You know, we got to wait to see if it translates over in the regular season. But honestly, sure. if, you, if you're if a Cowboy fan, you can't ask for, for anymore. They're looking good. That's all I got for the show. And God bless, and keep up the good work, like always, my brother. All
0: right, man. Thank you for the call. Good to hear from you, bro. Let's get Charlie Murphy. He just called in. What's good, Charlie?
1: What's up, man? Uh, Freaking just looked at the the depth chart. You really think Deuce Vaughn is running back four?
0: No. Well. Ronald Jones is going to be here. So, so Deuce is going to be, yeah, you know, he's going to be involved. But I don't know if you heard my opening monologue on, on it. I think Deuce is going to make the team. Uh, but they, they just have him there. I think this is probably the depth chart to, to open camp, if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cause I was, I, I if I had to put money on it, I, I know they love uh, Rico and I know Vosh loves Rico. Uh, but honestly, I think the top three are probably going to be. TP Malik and uh Shortman but I think Rico's going to be able to be stashed on the practice squad for sure. So that those are my predictions for the running back group.
0: Yeah, they they they've I never mean, cut Rico. Rico's made the team pretty much every year. He just yeah. got hurt. So I I think they no, I no. think it'll be opposite. I think Malik at this moment I, right now. I mean, Rico sucks in the preseason. So I think they would if they were to cut a running back, I I I'm telling you, bro, they love Rico, bro. I think it'd be Malik. I think Malik got
1: some some potential, though, bro. Sure, wait, I wait. think Malik actually has potential. I mean, that, that doesn't does Malik mean still have you that
0: know, potential. Just because you cut the guy doesn't mean you don't believe he has potential. They they sometimes cut these guys hoping to get him back on a practice squad, and that's what happened with Malik Davis. I, Everybody in their mama said Malik Davis is not going to make it through waiver wires. What happened? He made it through the waiver wires. He did.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. I just think he's gonna have so so much of a better preseason this year than he even did last year. Like I think people are actually gonna watch and see Malik in the preseason, awesome. and it's like I I think like Rico healthy does potentially have better uh, value than than Malik. But I just I just I I love Malik, man. I think we should have used utilized him in San Francisco that playoff game. But should've I do love Malik. I don't know why, but i don't yeah, love malik yeah. I, don't, I, did, I don't
0: not like malik. I, I think malik davis is a good i think he's a, a standard good running back uh i think rico is as well like these, too, yeah. all these guys can run the ball like there's i don't think any of them have this except for deuce he has a i think an elite skill set but i think between rico and malik davis none of these dudes are like wow players but i think they can be productive yeah. players in this offense yeah, so it's a matter of who agree. Do, who are who do they like better and Rico kind of gives you more of that special teams ability. He was pretty good in 2020 when he played on special teams. And, you know, they both went yes, hard. Malik has some burst to him. I think they're good backs, man, but it's going to come down to who they like.
1: Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, we got to remind ourselves, like, T P is going to be our workhorse with Deuce Vaughn sprinkled in and a little bit of whoever RB2 is. Uh, so I'm not too pressed. It's not like we're talking about RB1 right now. So I'm not too pressed about that. that's my thoughts on it but my biggest concern honestly out of the offensive side throughout camp videos that I've seen you know talk all that uh we need to fix we need to make sure that Martin comes back man like (laughs) we cannot have Tyler mixed in with well let's go or Josh Ball on the right side like Tyron Smith goes down and then now we're trying to have to having to figure out the left side along with not having your Hall of Fame you know right guard like that's our biggest weakness I feel like And we still move the ball pretty well from what I've seen on, you know, the short videos and everything I've seen uh, on Twitter. But, like, I think that offensive line really, really needs to – either we trade for a veteran offensive lineman or something like that, you know, uh, let's resurrect your career type of thing over here in Dallas, get some help. But we, we need to do something for the offensive line, kind of like we did with Anthony Barr for the linebackers last year, do it for the offensive line this year. We need help there. That's yeah, the only yeah. thing I got, though. Yeah, every year there's a veteran <laughs> guy they bring in here
0: around this time, really too. Um, they did it for the last, the first three years under McCarthy. This year, who will it be? Will it be a kicker? Will it be old lineman? Will it be? We were talking linebacker before, but but I think old line needs to be addressed. Uh, but I think they're going to wait to the preseason game. That's what it sounds like. But I'm going to let you go there, Charlie. Yeah. You sound like you got something going on back there. Oh, good. Salute. Appreciate appreciate Charlie coming through. Yeah, it it, it was this day, I think, August eighth. Last year. One of them, one of these, one of these signings. Anthony Barr. Uh now I know Malik Hooker was in July. I remember that. Malik Hooker was in July. And then you had you had Everson Griffin the year before. So Anthony Barr, I think, was signed on this day. I think August eighth last year. So they didn't try out any kickers. Also, you had it might have been actually might have been Maher. Maher was brought in here around this time as well. So they brought in two veterans last year. I think if I'm gonna bring in a veteran, it has to be offensive line. Like your offensive line depth is is dealing with some issues um without having Martin there. And again, I know he's racking up the numbers and I know they're going back and forth with everything, but this is this is just nasty. I think it was Brian Broad who said it's a mess. It's a mess on both sides. It's a mess where he Martin is losing, he's gonna lose a million dollars at this rate. And then it's a mess because the Cowboys' offensive line has just been interior has not been great and, and, and giving anybody any confidence moving forward. You you figure you can get by from a pass rush standpoint because we've seen that. We've seen Dak be able to throw the ball all across the field with not a great pass blocking line. But I think to really, really get the best out of this offense, you still want to be able to run the ball efficiently. And if your line can't block it, right? If you if you can't create up front, now you gotta start playing all these games with 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 scheme, right? And that's fine. You want scheme to be a part of it, but you don't want it to be the only thing. You need your line to be competent. So are they gonna be able to get move against these the, the giants of the world, the the Eagles, the division? Well, look at the division on the interior. I think you need Zach Martin. Let's get one more, then we'll, we'll flip it over to the um to the our uh, defense side of ball. What's good, Jake? The great.
2: What's happening, Scott Walker? <clears throat> excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, uh, I like that. Uh, I like the um, the, uh, the depth chart they just came out with, but I don't really agree with the last call. I'm with you, Scott Walker. I think we're going to keep three running backs, but I think we're going to end up cutting Malik Davis. And I'm feeling Rico Dotto. I went back and I watched that blue and white scrimmage. He's good. And there was one play, Rico put his foot in the ground, and, man, listen here. Him and uh, and Deuce are going to show out. So, wait a minute. That's going to be four running backs. Yeah, well, regardless, Deuce is going to be on the team some way, somehow. Yeah. But I think the guy that's going to be cut is uh is Malik Davis. I'm with you on that. You and make, I'm just talking about that.
0: Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, August, it's August 8th, right? If you had to say, Sky, if they only going to run with three backs, who do you think they'll be? Based off the t Lees based off of, of, of what's happening down there, I, they love Rico. And, and Rico's not a bad player. Like he, he he played well in the preseason. He shows out all the time at camp. It's just about injuries. So I don't think this is actually, this is a lie here. I think Rico is, to them, their RB2. So then you say, okay, well, Deuce is going to make the team, right? I do think he will. So if they're only carrying right. three, who's the odd man out? It's Malik at this point. But if they carry four, yep. then I think Malik makes the team. Now, all this can change, Jake. Again, it's August 8th they go out there in these preseason games and Malik Davis just goes off, then then Malik Davis, I think, will take the leap if Rico Dowdle doesn't keep up with him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think Rico yeah. or Malik, none of these two dudes are 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 safe just yet. They're going to go out there and compete for it. But right now, if you ask me, I think the way the depth chart looks for rb 2 eyes is is the way it, it'll go for right now. Right now. Because there's people that's start right. to be like, oh, there's no way. Malik Davis is – look, Malik Davis is a good player too, man. And he'll go out there and prove it. Right. But right now, I do think they value Rico more at this moment.
2: Yeah. And um, on the tight ends, right, we're going to have the regular three tight ends. You know, the three. I I know they're going to keep Schoolmaker, But with that John Stevens-Jones, man, if it was the old regime, I think we would be able to try to sneak him into the practice squad. But with this this West Coast offense, the man is shining in camp. I didn't even know his name now I'm on YouTube trying to find which school he went to and all this info he 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 looks like him, he looks like that guy. you think we're really gonna be able to stash him in the practice squad?
0: yeah, um this happens every every camp every year somebody you know fans he ain't first of all calling him him is a bit of a stretch now, now let's let's slow right, <laughs> right. that's that <laughs> look, <the> look stretch <laughs> look, look y'all. Look, man, I love I love hearing these things from all these young players, but we calling this the, the undrafted six or six tight end. Him is crazy, but look, John, John Stevens, I think actually, unless he goes berserk in preseason, could definitely make the the practice squad. We do this every year, Jake. Do we not? Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it no more. I'm not ever saying, man, this guy's not going to make it through. I'm not doing it no more. Because every year we say this guy's not going to make it through. And they make it through. Now, again, if you want to put him on the team, I think he will be fighting a Peyton Hendershot.
2: Oh, you think he would be fighting Peyton Hendershot? I thought he would be fighting like Sean McEwen. I thought Hendershot was locked in for three for sure.
0: I think Sean McEwen makes sense. But then when you think about it, right, he's doing fullback things. He's doing inline things. They spread them out. Sean McHugh was doing a lot. Who's one of the first players that Schottenheimer mentioned when he won the podium? Sean McHugh. Right.
2: Facts, facts. And one last thing, right? A uh, caller called in saying he went to camp, and he said Matt Wilesco was looking pretty good. Do you think that they're going to put him in, like, as the swing, swing tackle? Is he working in both sides? Because I did I, see him look good on the blue and right scrimmage.
0: I haven't seen him on the left that much. Anybody that's been down there at camp, this again, this is why. I, yeah. I can't wait till they come back down here to Dallas because uh, I'll be at those camps. But I've only seen him, again, he could have been on the left side, but I haven't really taken much notice how many reps he, he's taken over there. So if anybody All that's right. been down there, has um, has Matt Walesco taken a lot of snaps over there? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I know I've seen him on the right side a lot, though.
2: I well, appreciate you though, Scott. Man, thanks. Yeah. And Bombs, have a great day. Salute. All right.
0: But am, am I lying though? Like we do this every year with with specific guys. Like there's just no way this guy's ever making it through, it. you know. And we forget there's 25 other John Stephenses, you know, in the league. But we're so focused on our team, we don't we don't really understand or realize that. So again, as speaking right now, August 8th. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not concerned about him making it through. Now, if he goes out there and you know he's blocking dudes, he's making all types of crazy catches, he's going berserk with the first team or whatnot. Because right now we got to remember he's basically taking snaps with the third team. Then things change, but there is a there's an athletic profile there that is exciting from a uh, future standpoint. So I would love to keep him around this team and kind of groom him and develop him. So he can maybe slide up in. Kewin's not going to be here next year probably, right? Um, there's no guarantee on Peyton Hendershot. You really only guarantees are Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoomaker. So you're going to need to have somebody in that farm system. And the reason why I pit Peyton and Stevenson together because they are the receiving guys. They're the receiving guys. And I think you want to keep at least two or three guys that can do kind of both. You want to kind of have that one dude that's just athletic, right? That, that receiving type of tight end. And I think the Cowboys look at Peyton Henderson as that guy. Let's flip it over to the defensive side. I don't think there's too many surprises here. I mean, there was no surprises offensively, but, um, defensive line. You got DeMarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, and they have Micah Parsons labeled as linebacker. Let's remember when Micah was like, oh, no, I'm being a full-time DE. Dan Quinn said, nada. Micah, come here.
4: Let me talk to you.
0: Let me talk to you real quick. Don't be going out and telling people you're a full-time defense. In. So they got Doris Armstrong and Demarcus Lawrence as your your bookends. And they have Micah and Leighton Vanderesh as your linebackers. Now, here's what's going to happen in the game. In the game, it's likely going to be Leighton Vanderesh, Damone Clark as your guys. And uh, Micah Parsons will continue to just move around and probably play a whole lot of snaps on the defense line. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um Jonathan Hankins, Osa Digizuwa, not a surprise there. Mozzie Smith, and then Neville Gallimore. Neville Gallimore. So I know there was a video that got put out on Twitter where Neville Gallimore got lifted. It it happens, right? But Pat was like, hey man, Neville's been winning. He's been winning more than he hasn't. Again, this is the unofficial depth chart. So if I had to guess, I think this depth chart uh might have been made coming into training camp. But nonetheless, let's overreact. Neville Gallimore over Quentin Bohanna, Cowboys Nation. And Bohanna is starting to stack some good days. Is is, is it an overreaction to, to say that because of this depth chart, Neville Gallimore is making the team? He kind of scoffed at, you <laughs> got at John Owning on Twitter. He kind of scoffed at John Owning that said, if you need further proof that Neville Gallimore is not making the team and he showed the video of him getting lifted and and Neville was laughing at that. Is he safer than we think? Cause I'm not going front. Like Neville was on a hot seat coming into camp. I said, Neville's going to have to have a good camp. Sounds like he's having one. I'm not, again, I'm not down there, but it sounds like he's having a good camp. In fact, the interior, these you know, the Hankins, Osa, Mozzie, Neville, Bo, and Chauncey. It feels like all these guys are, are are playing well. So you go heavy, two, four, six. You go six. If Neville proves it, yeah, right. If Neville proves he belongs on the team, then you you keep him on the team. It, and I said this about Neville, and I said this about Kelvin Joseph. If those two dudes have the same camp they had last year, they won't make this roster. It sounded like Neville was not having that camp. So, overreaction? Neville Gallimore making this team? Hmm. Jay said Neville does nothing. Sir says Neville's staying. Uh, Big Dow says Big Bo making the team. I I think so as well. He said he's Garbo. Overreaction? If it's an overreaction, yeah, it will be the overreaction. But we got ways to go. Uh, what else here? Viliami Feoko, And uh, apparently that's not how you pronounce it, but whatever. He's going to make the team. He's a, your fourth-round pick. But, again, I don't, I, he might be one of those picks that are uh, inactive game days. This this defense line is just too, it's too deep, bro. It's way too deep. So I think he'll be an inactive. But he's young. He'll probably get transitioned inside by next year linebackers so you got let's just pretend Demone and lve your guys you got jabril cox and i think demo this it sounds like demo is a guy that they're they're putting more on his plate and he's he's answering it we saw uh well i don't know if, if you saw it but there was a um interception to end practice what was it saturday yo demo had a crazy pick tip 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 he fell on his back and still caught. And I think he has a couple um, in the camp. But, you know, DeMarvion Overshown is showing kind of that athletic ability and whatnot. And I had this conversation with a lot of people on Twitter with the LVE situation. So LVE is doing more DE things. Y'all know how I feel about that. I think is is silly from, from a rush standpoint. He looks not good at doing it. I personally would love to see Demo take over that role. I just don't think right now they want to. They believe he has the bandwidth to do it. Um, and what I mean by that is LVE is a veteran LVE can handle hey, I got to drop back in, into my zone coverage. I got to man up on this guy. I, I know how to, uh, you know, fake the blitz. I, I've, I'm six year veteran. I can handle this, right? I can be the green dot guy, get everybody situated as well as add this to my plate. So mentally he can do it. But I think physically give me DeMarvion over show. Give me the WM demo. Weapon of mass destruction. Give me the WMD to do that specific role. And uh, moving forward in the future, if we decide to keep this role, I think that's the guy to do it. 100%. Malik Jefferson over Devin Harper. I was talking to um, Professor O yesterday about this. So, So Devin Harper and Malik were battling last year. I think they went with the pick because that's what they do, right? They covet their picks. But I still don't know if Malik is going to make the team. Um, especially if Micah is going to be viewed as a linebacker on the depth chart and they want to carry, they want to go heavy on the defensive line. Let's just pretend, right? You got Micah, LVE, Damone, Jabril, Demo. That's five right there. And, and this team runs so much big nickel. I don't think there will they'll see the need to carry six, but Malik and Devin Harper will be a fun battle to watch in preseason. Cornerback-wise, I don't think nothing crazy here. Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, Jerron Bland are your, your starting three. Eric Scott, Nashawn Wright, Kelvin Joseph behind him. That's pretty much what it is. Now, you'll see Jordan Lewis back there in parentheses because he's on pup. When and if Jordan Lewis returns, that's when it gets interesting. Eric Scott's a lock. We understand that, not just because he's a pick, but because he's also performing well. Uh, we had a deep conversation yesterday on, on what do you do then between Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright. It feels like Nashawn is battling more in the sense of, hey, yeah, I might get beat, but I'm making some plays. Where Kelvin, again, I ain't down there, but we see him get beat, but we're not seeing him make plays. I- I've said this number of times. You're going to get beat as a cornerback. It's going to happen. But can you make plays to combat that? For what, two now, three? Three training camps, multiple preseasons, and a couple regular seasons. This hadn't been the case for Kelvin Joseph, right? So, Kelvin Joseph right now, if you were to carry six corners, he's going to fit in that because of Jay Lou, but... J. Lou comes back. I think Kelvin Joseph is the one that's getting a knock at the door from the Reaper. I do. And I don't think anything else here is is surprising. J. Ron, Malik, Dono, your big three, Israel, and Marquise Bell. I think those are going to be your safeties. I think they'll carry five. Um, We'll see if they can sneak Wanye on the practice squad again. He's performing well. Tyler Coyle is kind of becoming... I remember Jamil Showers just always just just stuck around on this team for like two three years. I think that's Tyler Coyle. He'll he'll just come right back on the practice squad. Uh, cornerback wise, CJ. I think he's going to make the team. Special teams dude. So I don't think there's a lot of surprises here. Now this is interesting. Isaiah Land wasn't he labeled as a linebacker at one point? And it, maybe they're putting him back at defensive end. I'm gonna tell you what. And and, and I want—I wanted to save this conversation for Friday, and I will. But I'm really excited to see Isaiah Land and Tyrus Wheat on Saturday. I am. I just want—I want to see these guys get after it uh, as pass rushing dudes. Let me. uh, Before I get back to the horns, let me get to a couple of these super chats. I want to make sure I get to them now because I'm. You know how you know how the PC like to do. Uh, Super chat. Billy dropped one. Billy dropped two. I mean, he said, "What you think of going?" of Quinn going 53 34 43 using safety as linebacker. So Billy, Dan Quinn is a versatile multiple defensive guy. He's going to show many different looks. I don't even think you can quantify you can say the Cowboys are this or that. The Cowboys are multiple. Think um Bill Belichick. No. Peak Bill Belichick Super Bowl runs with the Patriots. They ran multiple schemes up front. But this is even more multiple. So They'll, they'll run a whole bunch. You can't say this is a 4-3 defense. Can't say it's a 3-4 defense. Can't say it's a 5-3, five, 5-2, five, wh- whatever. It is everything. These dudes are going to run everything, and that's why if you look at the depth chart, you'll notice a trend in, in about half of these dudes, and it's the versatility. It's guys that can kind of do multiple things. That's 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 what Dan Quinn thrives off of here in Dallas, in my opinion. Uh, Jarvis, drop one. Super chat. He said, "Dak and McCarthy both have both love the tight end. I think Ferguson has potential to be as, as special as Kelsey. Not just looking at his number eighty-seven. Yeah, we know Kelsey is a guy that Jake Fer- uh, Ferguson caught the attention of. He brought him up by name. Um, it's it's funny, man, because Mike McCarthy is a- is a former Titan, right? But if if you go look at." his time in Green Bay, they've had a bunch of productive ones. A ton of productive guys have come through Green Bay. And while they've been productive, usually they're just kind of a part of the system in a sense of not featured guys. I think that's why you're able to see so many roll in and roll out. As long as you've got the talent, you can be productive in that offense. Uh, and you can say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers? In my opinion, there was a there was a report or, or not a report, I shouldn't say it. There was a article a while ago where I read it he doesn't really like the Titans all like that. Now the one cat that they had a couple years ago, I think Jesse holly trained him. He had like 12 touchdowns in the red zone or whatnot. But if you go look at their overall volume, it's it's not like these dudes are ranking in the top five in yards, thousand yard receivers or whatnot. Um, they're just kind of a, they're a product of their environment. You've got the studs at receiver in Green Bay when they were the peak and then you had the tight end who um, ate off of that. And I think that's going to be the case here. I don't think the tight end is going to be a featured player. I think they'll, they'll eat off of what's around them. And it's a matter of when you get those opportunities, can you make the best of them? And, and what I mean is this isn't going to be guys catching 20 balls. Game. No, they're going to have our 20 balls a season. They're probably going to have 50 to 60 receptions on the year, but that's not some astronomical number at the tight end position. Yes. Dak loved the tight end in the previous regime. I I don't make sure I use my words right here. I think some of those targets will trickle down to the receivers based off the scheme. Now based off the scheme I do. Uh, So let's just say uh, we'll make it a small number. Let's say 10 to 15 of those targets that might've went to Dalton Schultz doing a curl (laughs) now might go to Michael Gallup doing a crosser. Now it might go to Brandon Cooks doing a sluggo. Now I might go to Turpin doing a whip. C.D. Lamb on a slant-flat combination, right? So that's all I mean. The tight end is still going to be, obviously, a major part of this offense, especially in 12, especially from a blocking standpoint, getting up the seams and just being a quarterback's best friend, right? A security blanket. But I don't think they're going to be a feature is what I'm getting at. Shout out to Twan. Super chat. Probably the original Twan. Mr. Uh, Mr. Right. Antoine Myers, man. Y'all give a big birthday. Shout out to our guy. Turn 34 today. Hey, man, You made it to your 30s, bro. That is no small feat. Pushing that 40. Love to see it, man. Happy birthday, good, uh, good brother. And appreciate you being here, man. You've been here since, what? I feel like 2019, 2020. Me and Twan used to fuss all the time about Zeke, man. But he a real one. Even when we don't agree. We have an understanding, so I appreciate Tuan. Shout out to your brother. Happy birthday, big dog. And that's it for right this moment. All right, let's switch it and get to the phone lines, man. Let's talk to Marcus. What's good, Marcus?
4: Hey, hey, Scott. What's going on with you, my friend? What's going on?
0: Right, I'm doing fantastic, bro.
4: How are you? Hey, man, I cannot complain. I'm I'm living my life, man. I'm living my life. Hey, uh, like sorry about going. what happened yesterday, but me uh, Yo, like it's golden. Yo, like it's golden. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry about what happened yesterday, man. Me neither it wasn't my fault this time, so I hate to I hate to do that. But at least it wasn't me this time. Oh, oh, you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey man, yeah. The boys uh, was
0: tapping uh, your phone. That's what the problem was. They was
4: tapping your phone. <laughs> but what's on your mind, As I bro? called, and I was about to say something about this. but uh, yeah, man, I'm not too much into the depth chart. They got to give me something to look at, when you know, because they got these preseason games scheduled and whatnot. So all the teams got to got to flop somebody somewhere, and so you yeah, have That's why you play it out. So I'm not concerned one way or the other. Uh, a couple of points I got, I guess. Um, the Sean McEwen thing him doing fullback things, being multiple, giving them, giving them versatility, is interesting to me because I think that battle between – because uh, McCarthy likes fullback. And he he's just to have one on the roster. But it's not necessarily, again, about the position. It's about who can do the job. Hmm. And so the, the real thing is probably going to be that battle for that, for that spot or for that, for that job is going to be between uh, McKinnon and, and uh, Hunter Lifty. And that's what's gonna edge Murphy out to me. At least gonna put him on the practice squad. That's where he's gonna start if if he hangs around at all. But and that farm system thing I said is, 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 is that you said is, is is key to that because McCarthy, like you mentioned before, unfortunately he's gonna have a kind of a short leash in terms of making this new offensive change work, and he's probably gonna lean on guys and like most teams do anyway. But but in this particular instance especially if he's going to lean on guys that can do the job right away, not guys that they got the groove into it. And so what you want to do is you want to have somebody come in there and do that job right away, that fullback, HVAC back um, versatile flanker type dude. You want a guy to come in and can do that job right now But so the young guy that you like can see somebody else do it, do it well, and they have something, have a blueprint to follow. So that, that's going to be interesting there. It's going to be do you keep Lipke or do you keep McKeown? If you keep McKeown, which I think they're going to do, then you're gonna gonna stash Smithy on the practice floor because he's gonna be more like a Sean McHugh in the future than he's gonna be like a running back or anything else. So, so that's that's my think on that. And I, I like the idea on the defensive side that Dad Quinn because he likes to rotate the defensive ends and the defensive players, uh, particularly on the defensive line. So that's what he's going probably going for. He's gonna go for for multiple multiple fronts. That's why I think uh, even now with with Neville Gallimore kind of. Getting back to being what he was before he hurt his arm. I, I see it's going to be tough for him to hang around if they really talk about multiple fronts because you need somebody on the nose to do that. And I don't think that's something Neville can do full time. You got a lot of guys that can play that three tech, play that, you know, play that, you know, uh, play that D gap. You know, you got a lot of guys that can do that. There's a person like that. Jonathan Golds can do that. You know, you, you drafted the Pahoku the, the guy who they think can yeah. do that you know they're trying to get to do that so but it's just not a lot of rules but uh, with
0: Fehoko, I, I don't think he's going to do that this year right so if we're right. talking about this mm-hmm. year and and mm-hmm. you know going to be mainly a one tech like for the most part he's going to play one tech there's be times you'll have Mazi and you'll have Hankins out there at the same time uh but right when you look at you'll have Osa you got Ghostin and Maybe they look at Neville and mm-hmm. saying, "Look, we want to keep three. It, that's a lot. That's a lot of tackles to keep, right?" Let us go look at the depth chart. Mm-hmm. It's six yeah. interior guys. So I can't remember mm-hmm. how many they kept last year, to be honest with you. Uh, but right. they didn't have a Jonathan Hankins last year. They didn't have a Mozzie Smith right, last right. year. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Neville's still. I think Neville's still fighting. But if they view him, because mm-hmm. right now on the depth chart, again coming in, he's the backup three tech. Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
4: So that's right. interesting. And, and again, I. Yeah, yeah, he's the backup. So they're they on the bubble with him. And if I was to put anything on, on what they do on the defensive line, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost the defensive end because we keep looking for Sam Williams to get to either take Doris' to the spot or just get more playing time anyway. And uh, if they move the Land kid and you want to see him play on the line and he shows you anything. You know, we keep talking about you know the interior. Hey, maybe you lose a, a Dante Fowler. I don't know if he's still around, but you know, you know you got a veteran guy there. But if all you're going to ask that end to do <sighs> man, be is maybe hold up, <laughs> yeah, you know that. I, would, that,
0: I wouldn't like I mean, them to you know. cut Dante. Dante was good for you <laughs> last year, man. Like he 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 was a, he's a fantastic uh-huh. pass rusher. But and I'm trying to win six. Right, so if right. I'm trying to win six, mm-hmm. I'll sacrifice nice mm-hmm. an Isaiah Land for Dante Fowler.
4: I get you. I get you. Oh, yeah. And again, you—that's what the practice squad is for. Our practice squad is gonna be crazy when you think about it, man. And maybe that's us as fans just overval—like you say—overvaluing guys like a John Because 'Cause everybody's got people in the league that they like. I just think we got—we got we got uh, we got a lot of confidence in our coaching staff now, particularly on the defensive side with Dan Quinn. We know if if we got guys, well, these guys show up here and they playing for Dan Quinn at the level that they playing, you know we got dudes. So I don't—you know—I don't too much worry about somebody offensively on the practice squad against White. I'm worried about you know we put some on the practice squad like and Land that you know probably probably could play for him. Yeah, and I think let him go. I think they
0: sign these UDFA's uh, with the idea of of getting most of them on a practice squad. Like we, we had this. Mm-hmm. We, I think we did a a segment a few weeks back where we mm-hmm. were like, you know, usually about three to four UDFA's was last year. Was like four, right? Make this team, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how many are making it now? I think when we went into it, I was like, yeah, man, Lipke <laughs> could be the guy. Now it's like, Lipke's out. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, so I'm like, oh, like, man, it's crazy. It's <laughs> Jalen Moreno-Cropper could be the guy. And, and, and look, I love Cropper, but Jalen Brooks has been super consistent, right? So, so I don't, unless they carry mm-hmm. seven, he might not. So, you know, yeah, Land yeah. and, and Tyrus, these guys ain't right at, at this second. There's no way you could say they're on a 53. So, how many undrafted right. dudes are really going to make this roster? So, if, if not many, mm-hmm. I think they're looking at it as, <laughs> look, man, let's get these guys on a practice squad and, and, and groom them like a farm system.
4: Yeah, because, yeah, it, it, in spite of what we say, a lot of people don't get poached off the practice squad. You know, most people don't poach off other people's practice squad. Well, at least not right away. Well, well, unless yeah, they're they really If you need go on somebody. a
0: practice squad, <laughs> you have the ability to, to keep them. It's different from yeah, uh-huh. it's different from cutting them in, pre, in camp, in preseason, and they go through the waivers. If somebody's on a practice squad, right. they'll come to, mm-hmm. hey, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles want to sign Blake Jarwin. So we know what the Cowboys mm-hmm. will say? Okay, we'll no. call you up. You're on the <laughs> roster now. So, yeah, yeah. so you are protected yeah, yeah. on a practice squad in a sense, whereas mm-hmm. if you cut right, them right. flat out in the, in the uh, mm-hmm. preseason, they're not protected. They go through the waivers.
4: Mm-hmm. Right, right. I got you. Well, like I say, man, I can't wait for to, I can't wait for Saturday just to get a look at, at at some football again, man. Look at look at our boys and see what see what's up. So I'm excited, man. Uh, appreciate you taking my call, stop. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, have a good one, man. Have a good one. You too, brother. Sir Guy
0: Marcus, man. Shouts out to all 655 of y'all in the chat right now. Do me a favor if you're enjoying today's show, which is so far I'm knocking on whatever wood I can find. <laughs> it's going smoothly. Uh go ahead and hit that like button for me. Please. Please do that. Um, we got some good stuff lined up for the rest of the week. Our guy Pat, who's down there, will be, be here on Thursday, giving us obviously the scientific method, his uh boots on the ground view what's happening down there. We're gonna try to get another guest in tomorrow. And maybe we'll pick the conversation back up from Foots of the King. But appreciate you guys for being in here. Good stuff today. Let's get back to it, man. We had Los holding on the line. What's good, Los? Good.
5: Yo, yeah, good morning, Sky man. How's it going, What's up with you? Hey, can you believe it's four more weeks and it's officially football? And this week we get the first preseason. So, I mean, it came fast. I'm excited. So it did. Just two quick things. Two quick things, man. I, I feel like uh, what you have put the King talked about yesterday, great topic, great overall. And one thing that puts the king, uh that he's talking about with he said was, uh, Dak and play action. And I always harp that we have never used it enough, or we have never used Dak's strength enough in, you know, basically in critical situations. And I feel like with this new change of era, new scheme that we're going to uh, utilize, I think that it's going to be more into Dak's strength. And man, I feel like that's going to have a hell of a year. And with the weapons he has, uh, Scott, I mean, he's going to cook. It, literally he's gonna cut someone because Six is gonna be wide open on the side like he's gonna have to double someone, Right? Sure. And and I that's just that just fills me with excitement. And the second thing is, um man Micah's a problem so I think everybody's like, No, I I didn't see when we drafted Micah, we expected him to be you know, I still remember some people didn't even want Micah, right? We were like, who, who is this guy? Like, wh- wh- what are we going to get this guy for, right? So, man, I, w- this could be one of the greatest Cowboys, oh, boy. not of all time, but, but <laughs> like, you know, he, he could be he, he could be up there, Scott. You know, yeah. like, I'm just saying he has the potential, right? And I feel like we got to live in the oh, moment. We got to be, like, man, we got to be – Happy as hell man to have a guy like him on our team. 'Cause it's oh, been a yeah. while, guys. And this and this whole defense as a whole, I think they're on a the mission. And I, I, really day day. Feel, Scott, I really do feel sky I really do feel like uh, we're gonna get we're gonna hit on the on the floor running and you know, the only people that can stop us is us, like Michael Parsons said. So hey you have a great you have a great school of morning sky. Bless you and your family and keep on
0: grinding, man. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you, Los. You, Los excited, man, as as we should be. I say this, an Iceberg Q just dropped. You, you said, man, Sky, I'm worried about this offensive line. I, I think that's your, I don't think anything has changed since February, right? I, I don't think anything has changed from that offensive line. The old line was always the worry in regards to depth. And it continues to be the worry. Now you have time, though, to address it. You have time to see more from these young guys. Uh, a couple of these veterans, they're getting wrapped up. Dennis Kelly. I think he got signed a few weeks back. Trey Turner got signed. Uh, There was another cat that, I don't know if the Washington guy got signed yet, but Dalton Reisner is still out there. So there's guys out there. But I would feel much more comfortable if they went out and signed a veteran. I would. So that's the only thing for me is the depth of the offensive line. But when you look at the skill players, yeah, you were talking about them. I'll tell you what I'm excited to see here. Obviously, you've got Cooks, who's going to do some special things I think with this team, given that he's in a situation he might have never been in for real for. Real. Uh, Lamb, right? You get Gallup coming off a year two. He's starting to stack good days off, off on top of each other. Jalen Tobert, we, look, love the talent. Talent was always there. Year one was about the mental. As long as he could put that mental together with the talent, we figured he'd have the talent, to do, and he does. He's showing it. You know, Jalen Tobert taking a year or two jump. Vach. Cover your ears, though. Lomito is Kevontae Turpin. I love the fact that I'm seeing Kevontae Turpin getting involved in the offense. I do. I'm all about the explosives. I'm all about trying to find a way to put the ball in their hands and to play like that. It's like a motion slant slugger. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, slant flat, Right. Where they're using Brandon Cooks to get in the way. So many rub routes. Professor O. We get rub routes, dog. Mm. Whips. Mm. Crossers. Mm. Mesh. Mm. To route that guy like Avante Turpin can thrive in. And, and, you know, when you're just begging and pleading for them to get... A guy like him involved last year in in, in in the excuses, you know, hey man, he doesn't know the. Well, now I understand why he don't, because you wasn't putting him in these type of situations. Now he's getting involved in these type of situations, man, and that that just adds another element to your offense. So you could you could you could put your ears, take your hands off your ears now, watch But I'm I'm for real. I am excited that he's getting involved, man. I am. Nick said, have I seen a stop route yet? Sure. They they here's what I've here's what I've seen, Nick's. And you're gonna get you're going to get stop routes. You're gonna get hooks. You're gonna get curls. These things are gonna happen. But is there a purpose? Is there a family with it? Or, or is there something that you can build up? And I'm seeing, I saw Hook with Brandon Cooks running a sluggo behind it. That's how you do it. You know what I mean? Or you got a hook this way and then you got somebody running across crosser behind it. Like there is a purpose to these things. There are no, let me stop. Cause we ain't seen it all, but I haven't seen all verts, all curls consistently. How many times did we come on here and see all verts and all curls? How many times did Jesse, if you watch game day live, you heard Jesse say, Hey man, I, I understand why there's so many all verts and all curls that does not threaten the defense. So, so that's what I'm seeing, Nick. I'm seeing, I'm seeing things being combined with it. I'm seeing combo routes behind that, and I love it, man. All right, let's get back to it. We got seven two seven and four six nine. And we gonna wrap it up. What's good, seven two seven? Hey, what's up, there, Scott? It's the
3: old Miss Amos here. How you been?
0: Famous? What's up, Mister Amos?
3: Nothing much, man. Uh, cowboy fans. I've been a cowboy fan for over fifty years, and I'm gonna let y'all know something. For the past two, ten years. It's going to be the same shit show that you're going to see on the offensive line for the past 10 preseason. Damn. You're going to man. see get the asses handed to him, rolled out to him. Oh, that needs to be a surprising shot. Now, I got a funny feeling this year yeah. that we may actually see Josh Ball coming his own. But don't get too much about that because the guy sitting in front of Josh Ball is probably a, a, a scrub. And he's gonna and he's gonna have his way with him like he did when he was in college with some players. Gotcha. But that's the way the Jones is gonna be. They're gonna have the same philosophy they had about wide receiver being damn stubborn, and gonna and gonna course the issue of keeping these players. The silver lining, Cowboy fans, we have a coach yeah. that has been through adversity, that he has been through a situation where he had shitty offensive line, dealing with situation because every time we faced him in the playoffs, he, his offensive line was in shambles because I'm thinking we got him right now because that offensive line is in shambles. But McCartney, he found the way because when you got your own system, which you, which they want to believe that this man don't know nothing, he ain't got no system or nothing, he don't have an offensive philosophy, the man does. Coaching plays a lot in winning
0: football games. We got a coach that can coach him up. Mr. Amos, if you remember, bro. Yes, sir. If you remember, Coach McCartney won the Super Bowl when he had like 16 players on injured reserve. I think it was, I think at that time. Yeah. It it, it was the most players ever on injured reserve for a team to win the Super Bowl. So, so McCartney know what he's
3: doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just don't get that. We win a Super Bowl just by not, you know, I can understand he would Barry switches. Mm-hmm. Just had things laid away, and, and it was just handed to him. But the man has mm-hmm. as a resume. I didn't like yeah. him as a as as a Green Bay coach. But I can't take the fact away that the man won a Super Bowl. So, Cowboy fans, don't go out there and get hand, just Get that ESPN, Fox Network Kool Aid that they've been seeing. That's Jim Jones brand Kool Aid they giving y'all. Don't. it. look at the fact what's going on. I mean, he 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 done he done more or less, he wasn't projected to do anything for the past two years. They were projecting the Cowboys to do not a damn thing.
0: That's true. And
3: his three years later, they said the same thing. We got what nine players of a ten five players in the top 100.
0: I will say this this is hilarious.
3: One
0: thing, Yep, go ahead. One thing,
3: okay. Eagles, fans, let you know something. Y'all know you hear it, but you got no damn game film on us now. You got no game film on our offense. All that crap y'all can look at over the years, you don't know what we're going to do. Same same thing for Giants fans, The same thing for the rest of the league. You got to go into Mike McCartney archives. To dig up something. Look at some old 49ers stuff. To dig up something. But you're not going to know what's going to hit you. The left hand, the right hand, or the foot. Hmm. Go ahead, Scott.
0: Come on. Appreciate you, Mr. Amos. They ain't going to know what's coming. They're going to be looking at the left. And we coming with the right. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate you, Mr. Famous Amos. He's still on the line. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know, each year... Each year, there's a, a collective of national media. Oh, Dallas ain't. Shh. And then when Dallas goes out and they do something. Oh, well, you know, they've had this amazing team. Wait, wait. I thought we won shit. Yeah. Why I tune them out, man? Ah, I tune them out? <laughs> yeah, Coach McCartney ain't playing with y'all. Neither is famous Amos. Famous? All right, uh, top one hundred. He said, "Don't mean squat." Solid, yeah. Uh, Mike, but not Mike. Uh, Michael Parsons. I should say he wasn't happy with his his finish. Mike Michael Parsons finished at number nine. Y'all know how I feel. I believe Michael Parsons is. If he ain't Pat Mahomes, I think he's the best player in the league. That's just that's just me, and I will I will be honest. I'm biased, flat out. I'll say it. Two one zero. What it is? What it do? Wrap this thing up.
6: Yes, sir. How's it going?
0: All uh, the time, all the going time brother. Of... My bad. Go ahead, brother.
6: Are no, you good? You good? Um, yeah. Going based off of what the last caller just said, man. Uh, Mike McCarthy's built up a, an organization more than a team. You know, uh, like just the way we're able to, you know, at front or front adversity has been a complete one eighty you know, of whenever Jason Garrett was here. Oh, so true. Uh, Mike, dude, Mike McCarthy's, like, based off those records alone of the year that we lost our quarterback, coaching accounted for two more wins. And, you know, coming down to the end of the season, like, that's going to that's gonna show. And uh, so.
0: Yeah, I remember <clears throat> times prior to Dak getting here when, when Tony was, hey, look, I get it. When quarterbacks go down, it's tough to win. But, bro, we, we didn't, like, at all. I think we won one game. You know what I'm saying? Specifically in 2015, uh, the Matt Castle year, that one game I actually went to. It was the, uh, we beat Kirk Cousins and the, the Redskins at the time, overtime situation. That game was wild. But that was it. And, and he ain't do nothing. It was uh, Dan Bailey who, who did all the heavy lifting in that game. So yeah, it, not even just the quarterback. If Tyron went down, if Sean Lee went down, right? Like I used to have this saying. When Jason Garrett had his horses, oh, everything was great. He, it, it was, it looked great, right? Oh, Jason Garrett, great coach. But I'm like, the testament to me of a great coach is not what you can do when you have all the horses. What can you do when adversity strikes? And the one time that he, he answered the bell, I still don't give him the credit. I'm giving it to Scott Linehan. Was when Tony Romo went down and Dak Prescott stepped in. I think Dak and Scott Linehan helped carry that situation more than the Jason Garrett.
6: Oh for sure. Changing up the scheme along with that loaded ass roster, man, like that was, right. That definitely right. carried your career to the end over there. Sure. Um Yeah, man. Uh other than that, I'm I'm excited for fucking Saturday. Uh yeah. You know, I, I tried getting uh I started work a little early this morning and listening to all the those three and four letter networks, man. Uh it's it gives that much more appreciation for what y'all guys bring between you, botch, uh Nosi, everybody. Thank um, you, man. Yeah, man, it, it's like Y'all got me excited for this freaking uh, this upcoming season uh, preseason game, um, all the way up to the fourth quarter. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what all the bottom of the roster guys look like man. Like it's, that's
0: Pre it preseason awesome. football for for cowboy fans is is literally all the way through the fourth quarter is for the diehard. Like it's not for the week, it's not for the casual. It's it's for the diehard. And and, and if you are listening to the show, you are a diehard fan. You are absolutely going to love. And be excited for Saturday, as you should be, man. Football's back.
6: Oh yeah, I'm one of the sickos that sat through the entire first through fourth quarter on the uh, Hall of Fame game. So.
0: Well, 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 that's that's why that's why I narrowed it down to Dallas. I ain't watching the fourth quarter of the <laughs> of
6: that game, but yeah, I, a, I was just
0: starving for some damn football, football, man. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I feel you. Brought brought out the damn wing stop and everything. I can dig it. I can dig <laughs> it. All right, big dog. Appreciate okay. the call, man. Appreciate you. Salute. Yeah, you listen to the three and four letter networks, you probably won't be excited about the season. They they just regurgitate the same stuff. But you you listen to us, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna overreact to the unofficial depth chart, the very first one of the off season. So we finna do. We talk about John Stevens Jr. Jones or whatever it is. You bring up Johns, Jacob Jingerheimer, Smith, Stevens, Jones to. Stephen A. Smith, be like, huh? Who? Or Dan Orlovsky? Excuse me? These are the people that are saying, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm hearing out of Dallas, I'm concerned about that. Da- what are you hearing? Watch. <laughs> should be excited. These dudes are about it here, man. All right, let's get to a few more Super Chats. We'll hit the chat. We will roll out. Clean day so far. Uh, Dwayne Brown dropped a dub in the super chat. Just support, man. Says thanks for everything. Super chat. Thank you, D. Uh, this is this will go to the computer fund. <laughs> Trust and believe. Um, and then Bill dropped one. Billy, I don't know if you want to be called Bill. I don't like being called Bill. Billy. Super chat. He uh he dropped one and said, should we trade a pick or one of one of our players for one? Billy, if you still want, if you're in the chat, can you can you elaborate here? Should we trade a pick or one of our players for one? Are you saying for offensive line help? I'm down with trading like a seventh round pick, sixth round pick, fifth tops, right? You know, I'm down for a day through day three pick for some depth, sure. Uh, and then, brother L, great question, super chat. He said, Frisco camp, any special plans, supporter meetups? So me and Vach, it shouldn't be a problem to get him down here, but Vach is going to be up here. I just looked, they dropped the times yesterday, by the way, August 22nd, 23rd, 24th, uh, Cowboys training camp will be down here at Frisco. I'll be in attendance. Um, usually they used to be earlier in the morning. They're not now. So I'll do my morning show here. I'll head down to camp and it's like six, a couple of the practices are like five, something or six, uh, central. So they're pretty late practices. But what we wanted to do, and again, I'm kind of jumping the gun here a little bit. We we want to run the and Barty live show after practice at the Omni. We want to kind of go to the Omni. Me, know how I am, how extra, you know, how I, I, I'm trying to hold a live practice review uh, down there at the Omni, whether it be out there on the balcony, whether it be inside, whether it be if they got a room. I, I'm trying to do it big to where we can do. Uh, a fan meetup type of situation. I can meet a lot of you guys and we can, we can rap. Cause I meet a whole bunch of y'all at, at Texas live, but something like this could be cool. Cause it's training camp. Um, there's going to be thousands of people out there, but uh, so, so I'll keep y'all posted on that. We're trying to book the Omni for those three days and, and, and try to do at least one show where we've got the fans out there, but the other shows will be probably in the room or whatnot. So that's, it's kind of the plan that we're trying to do. I think it'd be fun, man. I think it'd be fun. Greg said we should have Mo on. Man, we've been talking about this damn crossover forever. Mo's been going through some things, but um, we'll try to do that before. We got roundtable we need to get to. We got a crossover show between me and Mo we got to hit. And then the season, be here before you know. it. Be here before you know. it. All right. We got through, y'all. So if it wants to go to crap right now, it is what it is. Um, on the way out, though, all 600 of y'all, please do me a favor. If you enjoyed the show, hit the like, button. only if you enjoyed it. Y'all know how I feel. I ain't trying to be one of those dudes. Like, share, subscribe. Nah, don't like it. Don't share it. Don't subscribe if you don't fool with it. But if you do, man, it, it, it is definitely, as Vosh says, our virtual currency and will help elevate this thing. Um, the growth has been real. I... I I suck at this, but we've hit. Make sure, because y'all know I put my head down at work. We've hit uh, almost twenty three thousand. We're at twenty two thousand subscribers, and if y'all only knew, you know, and a lot of y'all do, what it took to get here from this being the second or third channel that we had to start up due to some issues that happened. You know, we probably be at fifty at this point, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna push and try to get there. All right, and it's all because of y'all. You know, y'all y'all show up here every day. Y'all are just as dedicated as I am to put everything into this show, man. So I appreciate y'all for that, man. It's it's really, really it's it's a lot of love coming my way for y'all. With that said, go ahead and move that out of the way. Let me go ahead and turn this off. Let me go ahead and press this button. Get up out of here. Continue to send all your love towards Law. Somebody said, "How's Law doing?" About when you lose a mother, man, it's, it's, it's about as good as you can can be at the, this point, you know. So continue to send your love towards Law, man. We love you, Law. We're with you, and uh, rest in peace, my Law. I love y'all. We out of here. Peace.